0: Hi, guys. Sean and I have some exciting news. Uh, we have created official Twitter and Instagram accounts for the Oh, Mr. Sheffield podcast. It is at O oh, Mr. Chef pod on both platforms. And that is Oh, Mr. Chef with two Fs. So O oh, Mr. Chef pod. Check it out. Follow us. It's going to have all the latest and greatest from us about this show. Um, and we hope you like it.
1: Now enjoy the episode.
0: The blushing Girl from blushing, the nanny named Fran. Oh, Mr. Sheffield.
1: Uh, Miss me, Fine. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Oh, Mr. Sheffield, a podcast where we watch episodes of the hit 90s sitcom, The Nanny, starring Fran Drescher, and then we discuss them. I am Shandi Pasquale here with Toria Sheffield.
0: Hello. Okay. I was actually just thinking, um, do, do podcasts always – introduce the premise of the podcast every episode i am this i know no i know you don't know no, this
1: one does <laughs> um i mean not not always but sometimes you know i guess it depends on the type of show i feel
0: like i don't know no it doesn't bother me but yeah. i'm just wondering like oh it'd be funny if someone was lost at this point <laughs> i mean it would be but you know look I, I
1: much like in comics i treat every episode like it's somebody's first and i think that that's a good Way to operate.
0: Very, It's very um, considerate.
1: Thank you. Uh, So this week we're talking about uh, The Nanny, season one, episode 13, Maggie the Model, in which Mr. Sheffield's ex, a supermodel, thinks that Maggie would be a great young model. But there's like a whole twist. Uh, It was directed by Will McKenzie again. He's directed a bunch of these. And it was written by Diane Wilk. Uh, This one is just credited to to one writer. Um, Mm -hmm. This was... Man, this was a, a an episode with a lot of stuff going on in it, you know.
0: Yes. Well, basically, we find out that like, so so you know, Mr. Sheffield comes home from yeah. work and he's literally like, "Everybody, get ready for dinner." Um, Chloe Simpson is coming over, and first friend is like, "Oh my god, Chloe Simpson! Like the she's the girl." <laughs> it's, it keeps saying, It's even though she's saying p s s s tea it keeps sounding like she's saying the piss girl it does is an actual dry shampoo brand um and she's like you know the piss girl like and she describes how she was in the commercial for dry shampoo and was on 17 magazine and is this woman who's basically like always been famous for being beautiful and glamorous but they Um, you can tell that they
1: were having a lot of fun with the pissed girl because it's it is pissed with a tea. and they just mm-hmm. kept saying like, they like, she was real light on the tea, and they made all these jokes about like, you got to get some piss in your hair. You got to get, put a little piss <laughs> in your face.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. But the you know. thing is, so, so Mr. Sheffield says that and, is, and then leaves. Oh, and in fact, he's like, Niles, we're having a dinner guest. We're going to need this, this, and this, and don't forget this wine and blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, Mr. Sheffield saunters out and Niles is just like, yes, sir. And then Fran goes, Oh, Gosh, like, how are you not more in a tizzy about all of that? And then he's like, because I am a professional. <laughs> At which yeah. point, he walks into the back room and just screams. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we find, so th- we cut to the credits and we come back to Fran and Niles getting ready. And Fran mentions that this dinner guest is a woman named Chloe Simpson, and like, Niles basically like goes pale and he's like, no, 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 and he reveals that Chloe Simpson is actually an ex-girlfriend, of Mr. Sheffield's who treated him horribly. And who Mr. Sheffield was like unhealthily addicted to for many years. Like, I guess before he eventually married his wife yeah, Um, and like broke his heart many times. So Niles is like very in an adorable way, like protective of, of Mr. Sheffield at this, but he's basically like, he can't quit her. She'll show up. Yeah. He'll be at her back and call and then she'll leave him high and dry. So, and she's, she's, there's two guest stars in this episode,
1: actually. So it's, Mm -hmm. Leslie and Dow plays, uh, plays Chloe. The, the Chloe, the the X model, and she's. I mean, I don't, I don't know how familiar people would be with her now, uh, but she was like a pretty big deal in soap operas, and like the height of those, like she was on the Bold and the Beautiful, and Days of Our Lives, and Sunset Beach, and Dallas, and you know.
0: And and even before American soap operas, she was I a very. I think she would be considered a household name in England for sure because she. Yeah. She gained popularity in upstairs, downstairs. This yes. is a really popular series. And I, I also saw online that um when she was 15, she had completed four films and was voted Britain's most beautiful teenager. Oy. Um nice. so I actually yes. know her from the Pink Panther strikes again.
1: Yes, I was gonna bring up I love the Pink Panther movies. <gasps> uh, Me too, I, Sean. I'm- Dude, I loved those movies as a kid. I thought they, oh. were the, they hooked me in with the promise of a cartoon, but then I was charmed by Inspector Clouseau, <laughs> so, you know?
0: I just have to say. So, this led me down a rabbit hole where I clicked on the Pink Panther Strikes again, like just to read the synopsis to be like, oh, which one was that again? And I was literally laughing out loud because, you know, halfway through the synopsis, it's like, then Clouseau comes home. Um, And someone tries to blow up his apartment, but like he's spared because he was in disguise and the disguise had like included a helium balloon. So he had like been, he had been floating outside his apartment when the bomb went off.
1: (laughs) Those movies, like if you, if you are at all a fan of like, just like absurd, absurdist humor, like those movies do such a good job of just like building on top of like, like one dumb idea on top of another until it's like. It, until it's like so many like ridiculous things happening at once that you you can't help but laugh at like that's the strange. complexity
0: um it's great. yes but so she she was in a pink panther film um so yeah that's, it just, that's so- it's
1: well, also I- there's a lot of um soap opera connections always with this show that's another thing this show talk you know uses a lot of soap opera actors as like special guests which i guess makes sense in in a time when like soaps were like a really big deal so it was like you know, but they didn't. There wasn't a lot of crossover, so it was always like a big deal when like a soap star showed up on something okay. else.
0: And she has a very soap opera look. Yeah, like I don't know how else to describe it, but it might just be like a lot of plastic surgery. But <laughs> did you also <laughs> notice her
1: wig? No, I, I don't notice that kind of stuff. She had a wig like, on. All-
0: Go back, go back and look at her hair. It looks to me like they tried to blend a lot of like fake hair to make her real hair look thicker, but they did not do a a, a good color match.
1: Interesting.
0: Oh yeah, I didn't even
1: notice. That. I don't, I don't really notice that kind of stuff. But oh, I, I,
0: I kept being like, um, it must have been a bad situation for a professional hair and makeup team to have this to be the best results. Hmm. Um, but that's neither here nor there. And, uh, that's me just, um, picking on a woman's appearance, <laughs> you know, that's what that comes down to, but, did, but so she, she saunters in and she's sort of like glamorous and, you know, the, the sort of center of gravity of the room, like instantly centers around her and, and Mr. Sheffield like clearly is like completely at her mercy still. You know, the,
1: this whole episode made me question what, Mr. Sheffield's wife was like, because so far the women in his life that we've been introduced, that he's been in relationship with prior to like Fran coming into his life was like Cece and now this lady, (laughs) right? And they both seem like very vapid women. They don't seem like very emotionally intelligent at all. Like, and, and so I, it makes me wonder, like, was his wife more like Fran, like more emotionally intelligent or was she more like a CC, or like a, or like a this lady type? You know,
0: i th- I think in my head, I filled in this narrative that yes, he had been, you know, jerked around by this really beautiful, like vapid woman, but then he probably found a very nice English woman who was probably a really nice, mo- like a good mom. That's sort of how I imagined her. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you think but, her, his wife was British?
0: Yes, I, I would assume. Well, actually, no. I guess you're the right. Kids the kids are
1: very American.
0: You're absolutely right. I but th- so I guess not. So Niles just came with him to be his personal butler to not yeah. even, to just Mister Sheffield. I guess. Yeah. Oh, you know what? That that does make a. Ton- you're so right because it's not like. Well, no, but you could have two English parents and the kids would have American accents if they were mm-hmm. raised here. Yeah, That's I don't like know. I feel own. like
1: we don't really get a, a lot of information about about the mom at all and like what type of you know is she again and it was just really watching this episode and thinking like man so far the only people that they've shown him having like an attraction to or or being intimate with um other than than fran are like very opposite from fran
0: so i think sometimes you know different calculus goes into who you end up actually marrying than who you end Mm. up dating yeah, I guess that's I true. I mean, I think not to, uh, I'm not going to, um, call you out, but I feel like you've dated women that you wouldn't marry. And then you knew when you found one yes. that you wanted to marry. That's very true. That's mm-hmm. very
1: true. I, I once dated someone who killed her parents. So if that gives you any insight. <laughs> that is, oh, oh, I just, that I is,
0: just forgot about that. Oh my God. That's night.
1: that's not even hyperbolic. Uh, but that's a whole, that's for another podcast.
0: Um, I mean, that so wasn't even, you know, what the crazy thing is that wasn't even the one I was thinking of.
1: I know, <laughs> which really gives you
0: guys some insight into Sean's uh, past. Um, but again, so, but yes, a lot of people date and then, and then they know when they found the actual quality person to marry.
1: So, uh, Sarah Sheffield was a blonde woman. Uh, she had short, uh, blonde hair. This is according to the nanny Wikipedia fandom page. Um, and, uh, they say not, 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 much is known about her personality, which, okay. But according to the episodes in which she appears as memories, uh, she's very motherly and cheerful.
0: Yeah. I, I imagined her as a really kind woman for some reason.
1: And, and what's funny is, is like this episode's not even really about any of this. Like this is another episode where they really. spent a lot of time, like establishing a lot of things, but then really the whole episode is about this lady making Maggie a model. Right,
0: or it's the the note behind the note is it's about Fran and a lot of people in Mister Sheffield's life starting to feel like replaced um, by this woman who comes into the picture. Um, and so it's like basically the backstory with this Chloe Simpson is she now runs this big top modeling agency, and one of the first things she says when he introduce when Mister Sheffield introduces her to his children is like she sees Maggie and she's like, "You're gorgeous. I think you could be a model." Um, and, um, that leads to this like plot of the episode where she basically says she wants to sign Maggie up. She wants to, uh, sorry, plan a photo shoot for Maggie. She thinks she could get her signed. She thinks she could be a top model, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so Mr. Sheffield and Chloe start sort of doing more things together, um, including like an upcoming business trip in the Hamptons, which so, so Fran starts to feel threatened that Maggie is. Like developing more of an affection for Chloe than her, and Cece starts to feel like she's being edged out as Mr. Sheffield's sort of like business partner, mm-hmm. um, which honestly leads to one of to a really interesting scene where you know Mr. Sheffield is off with Chloe for like the weekend because of some modeling thing, maybe involving Maggie and Fran and Niles are in the kitchen. And CeCe shows up and she's like, I haven't seen Maxwell in three days. I don't even know why I bother showing up anymore. Um, and it's such a weird shift in this scene because they—they they we keep being like, are they ever going to make CeCe a sympathetic character? Like, are they yeah. ever going to do a turn with her? And no. they do. Um,
1: yeah, but like, barely.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's, it's this, also this moment where I, I, I have a feeling this is going to start happening more and more as the series goes on these three characters who are always like dunking on each other actually bond because she comes in and she's like, I don't know why I bother anymore. And then, you know, Fran's like, are you all right? And she's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. And then she's like, he took heart of the Hamptons and not me. And Fran like takes Cece in her arms and in this really funny line. She goes, she's like, like Cece, it's just a business trip. Think how many business trips you've been on and gotten nowhere with him. (laughs) um and and then they they just kind of all end up like drinking together because they're all feeling left out of his life in various ways but also leads to that very very shocking joke that we were talking about before the uh the record started
1: well so there's a well there's there's one but right before that 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 niles gets where he goes um uh, where Cece's talking to him, and and he's pouring drinks, and she says, "He's," she says, "Don't you have anything hard?" And he goes, "Not for you." Yes. <laughs> Which I went, "Oh boy, <laughs> that's quite a comment."
0: <laughs> yep. Um. <laughs> yeah. So it was like, no, they're still they're still like gently ribbing each other. Yeah. But this scene ends with um, it's it's a complicated thing to explain. Uh, especially without visuals, but basically, you know, Fran and CC are looking at some magazine cover with Chloe Simpson. And they clearly both have their beef with her right now for different reasons. Um, And they both go, I hate her. And then they kind of look at each other. It's like they said something, the the exact same thing at the exact same time. And it's like this moment of like, oh, we kind of actually are like on the same page right now. And then CC goes, do you think she's and she pulls her face really tight, like um, and she's clearly indicating like, do you think she's like had a facelift? But then Fran goes, Asians? Probably she's had everyone. <laughs> Which I was wish-
1: <sighs> I, I was just- shocked. <laughs> I was like, whoa, come on. Like, why? Because her eyes are narrow. Like it was just like such a blatant, like racist joke. <laughs> like-
0: um and then it was, it was, shocking. It was like, and then the audience loved it. Um, and then, but then CC goes, no, I mean, do you think she's had pla- a certain sur- like plastic surgery? And Fran goes, Oh, she's had, she, Fran goes, Oh, Mount Rushmore's had less works than her. Yes. And it just ends on them like all laughing uproariously. Yeah. But, um, We also yeah. find out
1: that Maggie is now 15 in this episode. Yeah.
0: She's aged up to 15, which makes sense. Like the show would have been on for six months. She easily could have had a birthday. But like, oh, the thing that I didn't, that sort of happened, I think it happened before this that I forgot about, or no, maybe it happens after. Um, So Maggie is so, so excited that, you know, she might, become a model and fran's really initially like very excited for her and and so fran accompanies her to the photo shoot where they're gonna like take the initial shots of maggie and then submit it to these eight to not submit it to the agency because i guess chloe runs an agency but the initial photos of her and there's this you know over there's first of all there's an andy dick sighting um (laughs) He's the makeup yeah, artist. Yeah, so that's
1: this. That's the second guest star of the episode is Andy Dick.
0: Who do you think he's a, is he a guest star or is he just a working a, actor at this point? Well, I mean, he would be.
1: I, well, that's what I, so. That's what I was going to ask you. Is 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 where in Andy Dick's career does this? Do you think this falls? So like, it's like, the, is he Andy audience, Dick yet, or is he just a guy?
0: The audience had a big ish reaction to him. Yeah. That's what I noticed. So, so at first I thought it was just like, oh, this must've been like one of his first gigs. But then I was like, but the audience was like cheered. It seemed to kind of almost clap harder than usual when he re- reveals himself. Well, I mean, so let's he, see.
1: So he, prior audience, to this, he was in Reality Bites is the biggest thing that he was in. So I, I, I don't know. I don't think that, uh, you know, I mean, he may have been stand-up, though, prior to, to this. You know what I mean? Um, for, like, a long time. Leading into... Mm-hmm. Then starting to transition into, like... Then he did, like, the Get Smart reboot. Then he did the Ben Stiller show. Then, you know, and then he kind of starts to do, like, more movies and stuff. But... This is pre like news radio, so uh, I,
0: I bet you he was just like a working actor, and maybe people just liked the gag of this like sassy makeup artist. But so he's in the scene, and then what happens is um you know this big over the top like European photographer is taking photographs of Maggie and is like like you're like you're beautiful, you're great, you're great. Like this is wonderful, and then he goes over to Chloe Simpson who's there, and he like kind of quietly is like. Oh, she's awful. These pictures are not going to be good. She has no talent for modeling. And Fran overhears this. And Chloe is sort of like, oh, well, you know, finish out the shoot. Like, you know, do what you have to do. So Fran preemptively, before anybody else in the family knows that like Maggie is really, really getting her hopes up and like they're going to be shattered because this is not actually going anywhere. And Fran actually was probably partly. blame for this because she was like oh my gosh I'm so excited for you this is so amazing she's just building it up to be a big opportunity and now knows that that's not going to be what ends up happening Um, and in the next scene I think like they're you know they're home and uh Maggie's like raving about how wonderful the day was and how she's so excited and she can't wait for, you know, all the wonderful things that are gonna start happening to her in life. And Fran is trying, Fran's like, you know, like sure you're pretty, but you know, you don't have to be a model just because you're pretty. You-, you could be a gorgeous astronaut or uh, you know, and like <laughs> or a beautiful lawyer. And Maggie, in very teenage girl fashion, instantly is like. You're just jealous of me yeah. because you wanted to be a model when you were young. Because <laughs> we do find out that Fran was a foot model in her oh, teens.
1: Yo, so that's um, my other big note, uh, which we can talk about last, but I have a whole question about this era's <laughs> obsession with feet. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
0: but um so so maggie like you know basically runs out and and is at odds with fran right now and you know poor fran was truly just trying to like um make make it so that maggie isn't like horribly disappointed later um also
1: um i laughed out loud at the idea that this is pre-yoga like, this, this episode oh, yeah. was written in a time before yoga was, a, a, like, a thing. So, like, Maggie asks Fran, like, do you know yoga? And Fran does not have any idea what she's talking about. Like, yeah. she's like, what words are you saying? And I just thought that was – to me now, I thought that was hilarious. That, like, wow, there was, like – this was pre-people. Like, now, like, everyone knows what yoga is, right? Like, even if you don't yeah. do it, everyone I mean- knows.
0: This is also like there's certain things that are so normal now. I mean, it was pre-sushi being something that like most people have tried, right? Um, like it's and it's sort of like how we talked about how like Fran didn't know the term PC just a couple weeks ago. Yeah,
1: it's crazy. I I, I'll never get over like those those kinds of uh, cultural shifts or yeah yeah it's so
0: weird. Um, and you know, so what ends up happening, kind of predictably, is uh chloe comes to the house and sits maggie down and very callously is sort of like "Mm, so these are the photos and um sorry like they're dull you're not gonna be a model um don't know what to tell you but like anyway i'm off um you know just like kind of crushing this girl's dreams and then not only crushing maggie's dreams but fran's like well wait i thought you had like a a weekend trip planned with Mr. Sheffield and literally Chloe's like, Oh, was that this weekend? Like, (laughs) Oh, wow. I must not have written it in my calendar. And they're like, aren't you even going to say goodbye to him? And she's like, no time. So like true to fashion, this woman has like just kind of dropped into Mr. Sheffield's life, gotten his hopes up and he's been sort of like lovey dovey and, you know, uh, uh, you know, in cloud, in the clouds this whole time. And now she's just going to disappear on him without so much as like a hug goodbye. Um, And she leaves. And, and we have this nice little moment at the end where, um, you know, Mr. Sheffield finds out that Maggie got rejected from modeling. And he, you know, he's like, first of all, you're beautiful on the outside, but you're beautiful on the inside too. And people are going to realize that. And also, you know, I've had many disappointments in life and they only make you stronger. And she like, you know, he gives her this big hug and she leaves and he doesn't yet know that Chloe has just abandoned him. And so then, you know, he says something like, Oh, I better get ready. Like Chloe will be here any minute. And Fran's just like, "Uh, you better sit down. Like you yeah. be real Strong. <laughs> Meaning, like, you're about to be really disappointed. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. She's about uh, to break yeah. your heart, dude. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was a cute, it was a cute episode. And then we get a credits scene, as some episodes, not all episodes, but some episodes have. And this one's credits scene is just two minutes in Fran's feet. She's just doing a foot model <laughs> thing. And it's just the cameras pointed at her bare feet and she's just moving her feet around. And like, this was the same year that Pulp Fiction came out. Um 1994, which also uh, you know, pretty well known. Tarantino's pretty well known for his foot fetish. There's a lot of mm-hmm. foot feet shots in all of his movies. Um, what is
0: going on? Well, Fran says the uh the Fines are very proud of their beautiful feet. <laughs> are you a foot person? Do you get anything out of feet? No, but like there's some people that are so freaked out by feet and can like hardly look at them on screen. Like I, I don't care about feet. Okay. I'm very Foot neutral. I mean, my own feet sure. um, are famously ugly.
1: Sa- oh, I am. I am same and same. I am completely foot neutral. I don't care or not care. Like I just, it's whatever their feet. And and I, my feet are hideous uh, creatures that are. Are they really?
0: Are they wide and fat?
1: Yeah, they're wide and fat, <laughs> and I have fallen arches and <laughs> uh, broken toenail.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, my feet are. Um, I say they're like. They're the proportion of baby feet, but big. It's like, uh, they're yeah. small feet. They're some, like they're not actually, like, a large shoe size. But, like, Same. you know how a baby foot is just sort of amorphous? Same. And and that's mine, but just adult size.
1: Do you have long finger-like toes?
0: No, 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 I don't.
1: Oh, so, so yeah, I have long finger-like toes, yeah. It's, it's, um, it's, it's a whole
0: hideous situation. But my, my feet are also not big. Like, so, Yeah, I know. I have tiny feet, but no. wide. They're, they're short and wide. They're chode okay. feet. <laughs> it's, really, um, you know, it's really hard to, to buy shoes, to be honest
1: It is, I always have to buy wide sneakers uh, me too, me too. In fact, I was, getting, I was having a lot of like, foot pain when I started running And I finally went to a podiatrist And he was like, it's because your shoes are too narrow and you got fat feet And I was like, thank um, you, doctor
0: <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever let your toenails grow so long that then you start feeling them in the shoe? Mm-hmm yeah, that's a, that's how I know it's time to cut them.
1: Yeah. Yep. I don't I
0: don't think about it until that starts happening. Yeah, because
1: I don't look down there. They're they're hideous.
0: They're hideous I mean, to be <laughs> Can you even see down there over your big tum <laughs> Oh <Sorry. Aww. laughs> I don't mean that, you guys. I don't mean that. I was projecting. I'm I'm literally that is classic hurting because okay. you're hurt behavior. I have literally been sitting here for hours while we recorded today and feeling my own stomach and thinking, <laughs> oh, I don't like what's happening. <laughs> So I'm sorry. I just so viciously put that on you.
1: I mean, like, my stomach's not even that big. I can definitely see my feet.
0: No, like, Sean's not overweight. I just truly <laughs> lashed out for no so reason. Fuck
1: I'm so sorry. Um, all right. Well, that's probably time for segments.
0: And yeah. now, segments. So. Segments. Yeah, no, I think we should move on to segments. I just say we can move on to our segments. And now, segments. Segments. Uh, was Sean and foria Oh, <laughs> uh, that was so um, good. All right. <clears throat> best lines and moments.
1: Yes. Tell us. What is your um, what is your thoughts on this one?
0: At one point, um, so Chloe is clearly like not that not a big fan of Fran and just thinks she's like a random annoyance. And she says something like, what a loquacious nanny you have because Nan's so talkative, Fran's yeah. so talkative. And <laughs> Fran clearly doesn't know what that means. And she goes, Oh, thanks. I try to make it to the gym whenever I can. <laughs> <laughs> um, And then there's just this running gag that happens every now and then on this show where um, Fran thinks she's in trouble for something and instantly blames it on Niles. Um, and in this yeah. at this point, uh, so Mr. Cheville comes to the room and he goes, ah, just the woman I'm looking for. And she goes, oh, I didn't do it. Niles left it on. And she's like, what? And then she goes, uh, nothing. <laughs> and he like, wasn't even looking for her. He was looking for Maggie.
1: Yeah. And what did he leave on? That's what I want to know. What did she ruin? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I really like the line about um, uh, I dated all the Beatles and then she goes, except Ringo. And then Fran goes, yeah, with that nose. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I know. Well, and she goes, I don't understand why he didn't get a nose job. And she goes, Barbara, I understand. She needs that voice to sing.
1: Yeah. She's like, that's how she sings. (laughs) You know
0: what? I mean, my mom used to mention that all the time. She used to go, well, Barbara Streisand never got a nose job because they told her it would affect her voice.
1: Yeah. You think that's Um, true?
0: Yeah. Um, you know what? I just realized we one day we should post. We talk. This show talks a lot about Barbara. We should post my Barbara Streisand lookalike photos.
1: Oh, we should. We point. definitely should. It's yeah, it's
0: uncanny. It's,
1: it's just- it is uncanny. She said it was uncanny, and I was like, I don't know. Let me see. And then she sent two pictures, I was like, that's un- that's ridiculous. <laughs> well,
0: and it it throws people off because it's it's like young Barbara Streisand. It's like yeah. Barbara Streisand in her twenties and thirties, not in her 50s or 60s. So I think if you look up young Barbara, that's when it's.
1: It's, it's like spooky. Yentl Barbara, not like uh, you know, what's that, that dramatic one she did. It's the mirror like the, has two faces. The mirror has two faces, Barbara. Thank you. Yes. Also,
0: I like to say hello Dolly Barbara more than Yentl for I don't I'd rather be that one, but whatever, that's fine. Oh
1: my <laughs> that's god. Fine. Anti-Semitic.
0: Um, um, no. I mean, well, I guess maybe. <laughs> um <laughs> But so, um, did you have any other favorite little moments or lines?
1: Um, trying to think, I don't. No, th- those were like my those were my my favorite. I, I think those were my two favorite um lines in the episode. I mean, I I already mentioned I really liked the, uh, I really liked the, you know, you don't have anything hard, not for you. <laughs> I really liked that too, just because I was like, I, oh my goodness,
0: <laughs> um. So for the nanny trivia slash corrections times, this is a correction. Um, A while back, we were talking about um, the age, the real life age difference between the actress who plays Fran's mom and Fran's grandma.
1: Yeah.
0: And I think you had even said, oh, there's like five years between them. And I incredibly confidently swooped in with it's 12 years. (laughs) <laughs> it's actually 5 years. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know why I was so I I, tr- I think that even in that conversation I was like well we've seen it it's the Harrison Ford Sean Connery thing. Mm-hmm. They are those two are 12 years apart. So mm. I just I just made it up. I just yeah, made it up. They're
1: very, they're very close in age. Those two yeah. women. And I was like, it's crazy that she's being played as like this old, like she's like, ah, I smoke too much. I just like, she's just fucking five years older. I mean, come on.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know? No, I corrected you real fast, Um, yeah. but you were correct. And it's, so it's Renee Taylor. Renee Taylor is Fran's mom, 1933 and Morgan Gilbert. Grandma Yetta is 1928.
1: Yeah. Not that, not that far apart. They literally no. grew up. That's like, I think that's our age difference.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Basically. Um, uh, what else? I'm actually uh, a little younger, but whatever. <laughs>
1: we had a Jewish word this week, finally. We had a Yiddish
0: missed word. It. I missed it. I,
1: what, oh, was really? It? No. So it was schlub. Oh. It was schlub. It's, it comes at the very beginning of the episode. She goes, oh, I don't want to look like a real schlub. Um, and schlub is uh, like a not well put together person. Let me get the mm. actual. It's think. Like schlubby. I thought you would uh have done this, so I didn't do any of the um, i
0: I miss I think maybe maybe that word is just like so now just like has been normalized to me that I don't even think I clocked it when I heard it
1: yeah, so it comes so schlub is cl- means a clumsy, stupid or unattractive person um and it comes uh uh from a Polish word zlob. uh and I guess that just got turned to schlub, which then became schlub. I wonder if means like a hick.
0: <laughs> oh, I wonder what I'm going to Google. What are the what's the root of the word slob? I wonder are slob and schlub related?
1: It's possible. Slab. It's totally possible. I know that like the mm-hmm. alt the alt Yiddish word, um, you know, for uh, for for some of these things like like sound a lot like other. Uh, Other words, like American words, you know, Mm -hmm. so I wouldn't be surprised if like slob and schlub and, you know, it's like it's all the same thing, you know?
0: Yeah, well, it's funny. So because I missed the word schlub being used, I just searched around for a Yiddish word that would be relevant for this episode. So I was going to talk about the word shiksa, which I think everybody knows at this point, which is... yeah like a shiksa is a is a non-jewish woman but it's usually used like if there's a jewish guy who like always ends up like being attracted to or dating non-jewish women they'll be like oh well he only dates shiksa's um kind of used like that um there's actually this there's this famous funny thing that happens in my family when so my my grandparents um they were jewish family who raised my mom and my aunt and uncle in a very, very small town in upstate New York, where I think there was only four Jewish families. Mm. And there was this famous story where my grandmother almost died. Basically. Like she was the doctor had given her some medication. She had this really terrible reaction to it. And she, you know, was literally like unconscious for like two days in the hospital. And they literally thought she wasn't going to make it. Hilarious. Very, so, <laughs> very, this, I mean, the, this is a story I will have to tell you at a later time because Bill Pullman's father type is related to this because what this, this is Hornell, New York birthplace the president of, of the Pullman. United States, <laughs> his father. Yes. Oh my God. Hornell, um, New York is the birthplace of Bill Pullman and his father, Dr. Pullman was like the main doctor in town.
1: Wow. But cool. anyway,
0: so we'll, well, I'll tell if, if the listeners want it, I'll tell it next time. But basically <laughs> in terms of this particular story, you know, my grandparents were telling us the story again. It's really dramatic. And then, you know, at the end of it, you know, someone said like, you know, what would Papa Bob have done? Like if you had died, because she was like, you know, they had my mom who was like three years old and my aunt at the time who was one. And they eventually oh. had like an, other children. So, so this was like early in their life as like a married couple, they were in their 20s. It would have completely changed the trajectory of their yeah, of his no, life.
1: Sure.
0: And she just goes. Uh, he would have married some shiksa. There were no Jews in that town. <laughs> 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 and then, like, went back to her sandwich or whatever. <laughs> um,
1: uh, I feel like very early on in my relationship with Elizabeth, I had to define a shiksa for her, you know. And then she went out of her way for a while to make sure she was never considered a shiksa, which I don't consider. That's and she intends to. She's she's going to start probably uh, once uh, law school finishes up. She's going to start. Um, uh hebrew school she wants to convert oh god
0: i'm a hebrew school dropout i hated it
1: too i hated it it's (laughs) wild to me that someone's gonna go voluntarily do it but
0: i know oh god aren't we jerks
1: aren't we jerks for like undervaluing what was just like given to us by birth and here's a person who's gonna go like have to go to school and is like gonna put effort into like changing who she you know like like (laughs) her religion i don't feel
0: bad hebrews boring It it's
1: boring as shit it's uh, hebrew school sucks but if, if we
0: spoke hebrew hebrew school would be hebrew would make more it's a whole thing that i have because whole- i you you got to go to reform temple i went to conservative oh. so i didn't listen to anything in english for years so my memories of services was hours of nothing i could understand right
1: just tuning it out
0: <laughs> which is which is the perfect recipe for turning a kid off Yes. Of their religion <laughs> and being yes. like, I don't care at all. I just don't never want to do this again. Give me Christmas. <laughs> um, but so um I was gonna say for the Fran or the CC in this episode, they're on the same page. Um yeah. but uh they on the same page a
1: lot. So, you know I guess
0: you know, and also Fran Fran had beautiful feet and we've established we have bad feet, so we're definitely not Fran. <laughs> Yeah. Dude, that's a very literal interpretation of the fran or the cc in this um yeah i i think uh yeah this doesn't they don't apply to us this week no all right so we're gonna
1: take a uh-huh. we're gonna take a, a pass on the fran and cc this week Uh
0: uh-huh.
1: um but if you think one of us was a fran or a cc this week let us know or if you've seen my feet in real life and you think i'm being too hard on myself uh <laughs> let me know or or toria for that matter if you not know toria's feet <laughs> Um, Um, I think this was an episode, uh, this, this, uh, again, this was like a, not my favorite one, I don't think. mm -hmm. Um,
0: yeah, it's not one I'm going to like really remember later. Like, like, um, the one we discussed, um, what was it? Oh, we discussed with the Kane sisters, um, the plot for Nanny. Like there are scenes from that episode that I will like literally remember months to come and in fact we totally i just realized we totally brushed over amazing bit of physical comedy in that episode where fran's at the funeral home and she uh she accidentally turns over an urn and then desperately tries to hide the ashes
1: (laughs) yes it's a very Um, lucy it's another lucy moment it's it's it's, it's great
0: there's like yeah there's not only like comedic beats but also emotional beats in an episode like that that i remember and and this I truly like. I, if I didn't have my notes on it, might not remember a lot of it several days later.
1: Yeah, great episode though. Um, you know, I mean, overall, like, good, <laughs> yeah, good, I mean, good yeah. stuff like it's it's fun and and there's like some good moments, but yeah, it's not. It doesn't. It won't. It doesn't stand out. It's not weird enough that it's like, oh my god, that crazy. You know, like like the end of the of the of the school play episode. Like that's like just such like a weird tableau yeah end on you know like there, there's things that stick out to me about certain ones and this one was alright I, I yeah. did really I mean I'll remember this one probably always for that very insulting uh, racist Asian joke
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Andy for- Dick this is the episode with Andy Dick Oh, uh, very true. Yeah. I hate Andy Dick.
1: Um, me too. <laughs> <Good> fashion. <laughs> I was trying to be um, nice.
0: <laughs> yep. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Andy. <laughs> uh, well, thank you guys for listening. This was very fun. Um, you can find me, Toria Sheffield 2 Y on Instagram. Uh, you can listen to this podcast, Oh Mr. Sheffields, on Apple ca- Podcast, Spotify, a variety of other places. Um, Sean, where can we find you?
1: I'm on Twitter at Sean writes and uh, yeah, don't forget to uh, don't forget to like and subscribe and share the podcast with people if you really like it. And um, you can also go to our, uh, our anchor page and leave us a little, uh, leave us a little voice message. That would be fun. Mm-hmm. Go to anchor.fm slash the nanny pod, go over there, the nanny pod and check it out. Leave us a little message. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll, we'll play them or not, or we won't play them. You can say, don't play this, but this is just for you guys.
0: But don't, don't leave anything weird though.
1: Well, I mean, I if you're going to leave anything weird, talk only about my feet. Thank you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you guys for listening.
1: Yes. Thank you. Goodbye.
0: Bye. The Flushing Girl from Flushing. The nanny named Fran. Oh, Mr. Sheffield. I go, uh, uh, Miss Fine.